Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soshi Slay Show. I'm Heather. I'm Chauncey. We're so happy to have you. I know. Today. Today we have a special guest, Sarah. She is from New York Minute Magazine. We're so excited to have you. Like she's one of our favorite people. Like we've been following her forever. We love her brand and we're just happy to have you. So how are you today? First of all? Well, first of all, I love the two of you and it's been too long since we've talked. I really I do. And and to see how so she slays grow so much just seriously, genuinely brings me joy because whenever I see women succeeding, it's always such a such a happy feeling that I get to see women succeed but especially I remember when you guys first started yeah. and um and how diligent and hardworking you guys were so New York Minute Magazine has like a lot of yes. like our same missions that So She Slays does <laughs> right. so I mean we're very parallel in a lot of our stories and like what we represent and that kind of stuff so um go ahead and let's talk about New York Mag- uh, Minute Magazine for like two seconds before we really dive into this because I think it really sets the stage for this whole thing. Sure. So it's actually going to be New York Minute will be not, I just realized this as I'm talking to you, I'm just realizing it will be nine years old May 1st Ooh. and wow. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, it's That's the longest so I've stuck with anything. It's the longest job I've ever had. And it first started out more of like what it's like to live in New York. That's why it's called New York Minute Magazine. And then three and a half years into it, I lost all joy for doing it. And I just was kind of just going through the motions for months and months and months. Finally realized it needed to be about what I'm passionate about. And one of the things that I'm most passionate about is women. We're still not living in a place that empowers women. We're not in a space where um, women are where they should be. And so that's sort of what you know, it morphed into, and now it's more as like a space for women to grow and to laugh and to learn things from each other. Everything from empowering women to the fight for equality across the globe, because we recognize there's a lot of things happening across the globe that we don't all know about, like what Mm. FGM is and what honor killings are and what you know the rates for gender-based violence, things like that. But also, we we talk about everyday things you and I are dealing with and hopefully some fun things too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, like I feminism that. is definitely something that we all have talked about. And I know, you know, Chelsea and I have had the discussions where sometimes it gets labeled with a negative connotation. And so I kind of like want to start us off with this discussion about feminism and what exactly it means for all of us and then like how do we combat this negative stereotype what feminism is the truest sense of meaning of the word is that women are equal to men that's all, mm. that's all that's all it is and so when i think people are fighting it and i've come across so many people that that fight the term i've come across a lot of men who fight the term a lot of women who fight the term and and interestingly when we switched and by we i mean me Um, uh, when I changed New York minute from more of like New York themed to about women, I wanted to stay away from the word feminism and actually an intern at the time who I still adore, uh, challenged me on it. And she's like, Sarah, 
isn't it up to us to tell people what the the true true meaning of the word is because I wanted to stay away from it because it's so negative it's very negatively charged yeah it really is and I think it's because there's been misunderstandings and miss misbehavior like behaviors that were just taken out of hatred for men or you know I'm not over here burning bras. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm over here saying, pay me the same as my male counterparts. Yeah. So yes. to me, that's what feminism is. And I think men should be feminists. I know plenty who are. Yes. So it just means that you think men and women are equal. Are we the same? No. Do we have the same skills? No. Do we have the same uh, attributes? No, we're completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think that we were created to be different. I think we were created to be different so that we could fit together and make this world a better place. But because women have been taken out of the equation for so long, it is not a better place. And so yeah. it's time to fix that. Well, exactly. Yeah. And like Chance, I mean, we go back and forth over, you know, having to fight for a space in our, um, you in know, our in, our, in, in our world as, as well. Do you have, uh, you want to talk about it a little bit more, Sean? When I hear feminism, I think, of course, I used to think, oh, it's like overly like negative commentations of what people think it is. But in technically, I'm just asking for the same respect as a man in the workplace. I expect to go to a Starbucks without getting harassed or sexually assaulted. And it's, and it's okay to stand up for myself and say no without saying, oh, she's a bitch because she says no to this. Like, or mm-hmm. I'm a woman of telling the man, telling people what I want and setting boundaries for myself without no, being called, oh, she's a bitch. No, I'm a woman who has boundaries. And like, if a man did the same thing, we can call him a bitch too. Like, if that's the mm-hmm. case, then call him a bitch too. Like, I want the same equal respect. I'm gonna call a bitch, let a man be called a bitch. But I wanna make sure that I go into a workplace our relationship or anywhere and feel the same respect as a man does with my pay, my work ethic, my boundaries. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think too, um, you know, kudos to the people who embrace the word, who challenge, you know, each and every one of us to, to be like, you know what, don't feed into the stereotype that everybody likes to, you know, put upon the word feminism or a feminist. Uh, it does, of course, to me, mean equality as well, you know, being in a male-dominated industry, you know, I just want to be treated the same. I don't want to be, you know, undressed when I walk into a set by, you know, creepy eyes. Like, nobody wants that. Uh, even if you're a dude, you don't want that for yourself. So, <laughs> no, no, thank you. um, I mean, it's just, it's just equality all across the board. And it's not I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's men hating when, you know, women are better than men. Blah, 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 that type. And it. I'm like, it's not even like that. And I also think it's, it's appealing to the lowest, to the, to the lowest of the low. If we say, yeah. let's not use the word, because I think that we're saying, oh, it's too offensive. It's too, it's, it has bad history and there is bad history. I just want to be treated equally and I want my sisters to be treated equally I want there to be less threat on our lives across the globe I want there to be more freedom for us to think and be and and raise our voices and and change the world because I think that's missing and I think when we when you hold back so many people in 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 our population like women have been held back for so long there there are we have to reap re, we're reaping the those actions right now like mm-hmm. the, the, the 
we're reaping like the fact that we had to wait so long for a vice president to be to be a woman not even president <laughs> just vice president in this country um Who cried i freaking cried i cried i cried, I I cried. I, of course and she's from Oakland, honest, so. i don't know yes. i don't know enough about kamala harris to say anything about her politics still don't even though she's mm-hmm. she's our vice president and i'm but right that, there with that, you on that yeah and that yeah, mo- at that know. moment when she went when she was wearing the white suit she went out on stage i was watching oh, it with I, was parents. <laughs> I bawled like a little girl because i was like this is this this i this, saw me yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw my niece. Yeah, I, I too late for me, but I saw my niece. And yeah, I, you see someone that you know, like it was like to see her, like I like her politics. I don't know all her politics, so I can't discuss that. That's not a, like I'm not versed enough to discuss her politics. But just to see a woman of color to be a vice president, to see women be vice president, the period. First. It's the first, and the idea that she's from Oakland. I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from Oakland. So to see Oakland prideful is something amazing. To see a woman up there is just like. Wow. I wrote something, I posted something about how happy I was. And I, I basically said the exact same thing I just said to you, I don't know her politics, but we finally made it girls. Like Mm -hmm. the the glass ceiling has been shattered. And one of my friends who is in a different part of America. So I get like that right now can color what, what news you're getting and, 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 and opinions and so forth. And she, she it was a woman. She said to me, you really, you really should check your facts. Um, I don't think this is someone to be applauded. Um, you know, she slept her way to the top. And I was like, why everybody got it? Oh, like I said, I said, well, how do you know that? And she said, uh, it's all over. First of all, if it's on Facebook, doesn't that I think we know by now. I mean, it's actually not news. Like literally not news. Secondly, you can't sleep your way to the Senate. You have to get elected into the Senate. It's you you can't really do it. So you just sleep with all the people who vote for you. Yes, you can so do that. It broke my heart is that another woman felt to bring another woman down. Fell for that trap. Well, that she fell for that trap and then was was projecting that. And so that's what we're up against. I feel like with women in general, like we're always in a double standard. Like our, it's from the way we dress, the way we project ourselves. Like we could be like the most innocent woman in the world. Like we are like Ma- Mother Mary. Okay, the but they talk about Mother Mary. But they talk about Mother Mary like a dog. So like, who am I to talk about another woman that I don't know? And I don't like her is because of personal reasons I don't like her, not because of what's and going it's on. It, to me, it's more that she fell for it. Like that she mm-hmm. fell for that rhetoric. We're beyond that now. We're, yes. we're now past the Time's Up movement. We're past the Me Too movement. If you're not helping other women and if you're not trying to see the best in other women, you need to check yourself. I, I just that. think like for me... Kamala Harris opened doors. And like my sister said about her daughter, who is one, she's going to study history with Kamala Harris's name as the first vice president. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional just saying it. That's, we didn't get that. We didn't Mm -hmm. get that. We didn't see anyone that looks like us as leading this country. And like, when you say it like that, it's so powerful because I remember when Barack became president, my mom was clipping out some of the newspapers. My mom's not really a big political person, right? She's not, but Mm -hmm. she knows a a good enough fact. But to see her cut out this newspaper, she's like, I never thought this this would happen to see a black man as a president. So 
to know that my future kids like oh this is normal that you know our vice president was a woman like that's gonna be normal for them question it that's That's not a question for us and like to know that you say like your niece like that's her new history like and that's how it's supposed to be so on that thing so what are how do you feel about many organizations like publications like blogs and you know companies coming out as you know this whole feminist movement popped me up like what kind of hope does this bring to you especially you know with your niece especially like how do you feel about that I think it's a good thing I think look whenever we um have to fix something we tend to overcorrect, and I yes. think sort of did that a little bit with the me too movement but now things are 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 regulating a little bit my concern is that as a society and I, I I'm sorry I'm laughing because it's not funny <laughs> but it is laughable we tend to, we can only focus on one injustice at a time. Yeah, and we can't right now it's not women. Like right now no. it's just not, we're back. We've taken a back seat again because right now we're focused on uh, Black Lives Matter. And I think that's a great thing. I think that's, duh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're right. We can't do both. Like, I feel like our but society- We can't we do both. Take, we and take so one or the other. <laughs> from June on to like, probably- end of September, maybe even into October, everything we wrote, like 90% of it was about Black Lives Matter because we were like, you know what? (laughs) After this dies down, we're still gonna be a minority. After this dies down, we're still gonna need to fight for equality. But but we also, look, I'm never gonna know what it's like to be a black person in America, but I know what it's like to be disadvantaged. I know what it's like to be used I know what it's like to be, to feel in danger in supposedly safe streets. I, I know all of this. I think it's way worse uh, for Black people. And so for us to step back and push that to light, I, I actually don't have a problem with it. But at yeah. some point, we're going to have to pick this up again. At it some has point. to be two things. We have to like, we have exactly. to like incorporate everything at once. And I also think, I think of Black women who, in my estimation, have it the worst in this country. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that's anyone. What I, has that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you. I don't. Let, I let, do. Let me explain it to you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, let let guys. me explain to you what it's like to be a black woman. Oh what I'm saying is, black women have it the worst, right? So, so they're having to fight for Black Lives Matter, and they're having to fight for women. And I just think it's too much. I wish we could focus on more than one thing I I, I wish we could focus on two injustices at the same time yeah or maybe just look inwardly and say and see where where am I being prejudiced Mm -hmm. where where is my because I think that you could be a person of color and have white privilege you know I'm a person of color and I feel like I I live a very white privileged life I I really do believe that because I live in California I live in the Bay Area and yes, I'm a black woman. I'm a dark-skinned black woman, but I don't have the same issues as someone in like Georgia or Mississippi have. Like, I don't like. There's a different privilege for me for that, different where I live at. Like, I, if I go to Mississippi, like life could be way worse for me. And like, I'm very like I have a privilege living up here. Heather, you're half Asian, half white, but you look more Asian where you live at, and that's you know what's going on there. So like, it's a lot of things. Like, we all have privileges that we're not aware of until you take an introspective of yourself. Like oh that's different for me because like I have friends who live in like Louisiana like oh that can never happen here and I'm just like oh really that's like normal for that's 
fine yeah. for me. When you feel something so strongly, which all three of us have in order to have sites that are completely geared toward women and, and toward encouraging women and lifting each other up, you can't turn it off, right? So yeah. even though there are other things in this country that are taking priority right now because we see brothers and sisters that are hurting and it needs to be fixed ASAP. It should have been fixed a gajillion years ago and it's still not fixed. Even though with our voices, we may have taken a back seat. It has not died in me. If anything, it's just so ingrained in me. Somebody jokingly, I was having a conversation with someone and he said something and I made a face and he's like, no, 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 don't be too feminist about that. And I realized, and he, he was joking. He, oh, him. oh, okay. Right away, we're like, runs out. Oh, no, um, I, it made me realize I don't turn it off. Like the, the, because I've been living and breathing this for now, almost nine years, mm-hmm. I don't turn it off. I think of women first always. Mm-hmm. And we, as a population should be thinking about how does this affect women? How does this affect black people? How does this affect Asian people right mm-hmm. now? How does this affect uh, gay people? How does this affect, you know, the uh, immigrants? Like we should just instinctively be thinking that. And yes, I realize I'm a woman. So it's a lot easier for me to think about things from a woman's perspective, but I think I, it's something that I'm so passionate about that I can't turn it off. I was also looking up a company today uh, for something for work and it's a women's apparel company. And I looked it up and the CEO was a man and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. And no. so it's, it's things like that. And look, you can easily hear a feminist talk like this and you're like, oh, they're, they're trying to take over. And then I've heard feminists say, no, we're not trying to take over. We're trying to share it. You cannot share a CEO position. We're literally saying, no, we want to displace you. No, we, there cannot be a woman president and a man president. There can only be one. And you've had your go for a really long time. Let us, let us try it. So I have no problem saying, yeah, we're trying to push you aside and maybe put you in some of the roles that we've been doing forever and ever. And we'll take a shot at, at the power. I have no problem with that. I don't, and, and I don't ever want to hear someone, I mean, come at me, but talk about oh well but do you deserve it or are you qualified yeah yeah there are a lot of women who are qualified to be ceo there are a lot of women who are qualified to be president again let me remind you of who was president two months ago you don't have to be qualified to do a lot of things i found out in the past recent years so i can like you know we can all just do whatever you want now like as a woman it shouldn't be because you're a woman you can't do that like no, I can do it. There's but certain I, I things I just but don't, I don't want to do. I don't <laughs> want the argument of, oh, so you just want a woman president so you can have a one president. No, no they're going to be qualified. Yeah. Well, they got to be voted in. And a woman has become president because no woman is qualified to be president. A woman has become president because of prejudice. Mm-hmm. And by the way, prejudice on both sides. I know men who are prejudiced toward a woman becoming president and women who are prejudiced. Yes. So. So it's not like across the board. I think we all need to rethink the way we've been thinking about color, the way that we've been thinking about gender, the way that we've been thinking about um, 
who should be what like I just think mm-hmm. it all needs to be rethought and I think that has to happen at a personal level speaking upon that because you're heading right into the direction where my next question yeah. is headed how do you practice what you preach in this area honestly like I just want to be clear I'm not perfect um <laughs> so that I've had to check my own why am I thinking this way about this person and why does this person rub me the wrong way or or what am I doing to, and, and please, like, it's not posting but on Instagram. It's not, you know yes. what I mean? Like, no, you actually have to be doing something. Um, yes. And I'm not sure that I'm doing a lot, but, but this past year, especially last summer with the Black Lives Matter movement, just going full steam ahead, I've really had to think about, well, I didn't, I didn't think I have prejudice, but maybe I should maybe I should re-examine some things. I totally agree with you because even everything that happened the past, like last year, especially like you start looking into yourself and figure out what do you need to do? Not just for like your, your future kids or your family members, whatever for yourself. Like I've learned to create more boundaries and be more open to speak about things I never thought I would speak about. Like I never thought I'll be a kind of person like, well, this is how I feel about this movement or like we should really talk about this more. Like I thought I'm the very like people who know me personally, they know like my feelings about certain things. But now I'm just like, no, that's rude. That's wrong. Like we should really talk about this movement. We should educate ourselves. Like I'm educating myself every day to make sure I use the proper pronoun for people who are mm-hmm. friends of mine. I also make sure I learn about like, you know, the recent attacks on Asian Americans. I want to make sure that I come well-versed because I want to be able to be not just like a fake ally, like I posted on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, how great this is and how dope, how woke I am. Like, I'm trying to come with facts. Like, I'm trying to make sure that yeah. I present myself as someone who actually genuinely cares and wants to be a part of something. And also make sure that people around me are educated well and that I can make sure that my future kids or future nieces or nephews or my friends' kids I consider my nephews and nieces are well-educated to know, like, this is not okay. The past is not okay. And we all need to work towards a better future, not just because, you know, as a Black woman, I feel like I have to do this, but, you know, I need to do this at this point. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I'm educated and that so she slays. Heather and I have always been like, we have to make sure we keep learning ourselves because just because we come from different viewpoints like we need to learn everyone's viewpoint make sure that we present the you know good information and with new york minute mag like i've been following you guys for a while even before social play started and like your magazine has inspired us to make sure that we know how to educate ourselves and like hit these hardcore articles that are so well well done and very like educational but also like great writing that you're like oh I should know this better I think the best thing that you could do for yourself is read I try to read as much as I can and I try to read from sources that I I don't know like sources Mm -hmm. that I um from different points of views and I think it's really important to check yourself and just because you've never experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't happen just because Mm -hmm. you have never experienced it or never felt it doesn't mean it's not out there and it's not happening And so I just think that reading in itself can be probably the best and easiest thing that you can do because we can all get on the internet and read and uh, to just read other people's experiences. Will it all resonate with me? No. Will I believe all of it? No. But it's at least opening my mind to accept more, more and more where I'm just not swimming 
in my own beliefs and in my own experiences. I'm now including other people's and look, nobody gets up in the morning and says, Hey, I want to read about rape today. Where should I go to that? And if they do, they can come to New York minute, but but that's why New York minute is so varied is because we know like, that's not all that people want to read about. My hope is that you come to our site, maybe Maybe we talk about contouring. I don't think we would, but maybe we talk about <laughs> contouring and somebody for once is going to explain to me why I need that. But, but then maybe you also read about, you know, the plight of uh, women in India and how high the rape is there. And you're like, well, someone should do something about that. That's all yes. I want is I want to implant seeds of, of broadening the mind of, oh my goodness, I didn't know that it was so bad there. I didn't know what FGM was, which by the way, if you don't know and you're watching this, it's female genital mutilation and it happens everywhere, even in the US. So it's these are things that we should know inside and out because they're happening to fellow human beings and little girls, we take this for granted here, but there's little girls all over the world that are not even allowed to be educated. Mm -hmm. So when you read things about this, like this, Yes, it's kind of weird that we mix it up with some other things like how to get through the pandemic without going crazy. But these are all things, it's okay to relate to one another where we're at, especially now we're going through something globally together, which Mm -hmm. I think is one of the most beautiful things about what's happening right now. But it's also important to know that as hard as the pandemic has been for us, it's even harder in people who are trapped in abusive relationship and people that are trapped in homes where women and girls are not respected and treasured and are treated like objects so it's it's about broadening the mind and just know knowledge is power mm-hmm. and maybe maybe by by you reading something and not just in new york minute you should be like reading a ton of stuff yeah uh, it can, it can stir something within you to do something. Maybe, maybe you'll get an idea from God about something that you can do to to help change the world. So that kind of like brings me into the question of like, since we kind of told everybody how to practice what you preach, like how do we include like men, people who are anti, you know, feminism or who think that it's a negative word how do we include them in this conversation so that maybe we can sprinkle little seeds of knowledge I'm a huge believer in positive reinforcement so you'll see a column on New York Minute called badass men so when men are fighting for equality we write about it so I know a lot of great men I know a lot of not so great men but same girl, same. Same. I was like, how many can we count the ways? The good ones, the bad ones. But the, there are a lot of great women, and then there's some nasty, nasty women. And I don't mean that in the like a nasty woman. Let's make that a catchphrase. No, I mean like no. I, there there are some women I would that's not want to so work great. with. There are some women I wouldn't want to go for a coffee with, and that's exactly. okay. We're not saying all women are great and all men are bad. We're saying there's good men and bad men. There's good women and bad women, but we're fighting for equality period. Like the status quo should just be equality. And the same themes are the same for black people, for Asian people, for gay people, like for trans people, equality. Like no one is less than another person because they have different body parts or they have different skin color or 
it's insanity. And I think, you know, we've talked about how you practice what you preach. I'll tell you one thing that is really hard for me. Sometimes it's hard for me to move forward because I get so angry Mm -hmm. and the attacks on Asian people right now, it's nonsensical. It's so stupid. It makes no sense. Well, you're going to go, okay, what kind of nasty freaking person goes after elderly people in general? It's disgusting. Like, it's, it's super disgusting. And because it's nonsensical and it's because it's so infuriating and so unjust, sometimes I spend way too much time in that space of anger and not doing, mm-hmm. not doing anything. Mm-hmm. that happens a lot it happens I think when the Black Lives Matter movement uh, was really kicked off and I was learning so much and it was all coming at me so fast I mean this it didn't start then it, we all knew about it and we all knew mm-hmm. about the justices but then all the, all of a sudden there were like resources Everywhere. in your face where before you just managed to ignore them um I remember calling one of my friends who was black and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I feel so guilty. And he's like, you didn't do anything. He's like, first of all, all, you get called like, Hey, so how are are you doing? I'm like, I was the same. I was yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But then I went into like a depression about it. And so I think that's one thing that I personally need to work on is that not to stay in the anger and the depression for too long and to activate and, and to figure out, look, I don't know what to do for Asian people. I don't know what to do for black people. I'm just, I'm being honest. Um, The anger inside of me when I think about these things and that we, I think the thing that really bothers me is that it's happening on our watch. Mm -hmm. We could have done something about it. We didn't do something about it. And I feel that for women, we could have done something about all these girls and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of, I kind of tend to stay in that space for so long and like wallow and be sad and be depressed and maybe eat some chocolate. But <laughs> if you're trying to have some money. that doesn't solve any problems, it really doesn't. No, no yeah, but no. I, I do agree with you with that though. It's like you have to move past, but you're allowed to be sad and hurt and angry but then you have to realize you have to move past like you can't stay in that same moment for so long exactly and ways to do that I mean like write about it talk about it we don't need like some big national campaign in order for you know what I mean it's like it really does just start with you and I think realizing after you've gone through this journey of emotions that you feel to then step into your own power and activate and what you can do as an individual person. So if, you know, you are presented with conversations like this, if you are, you know, out and you see something that's, you know, a little off or whatnot, you know, maybe you take the initiative, maybe you have that really like kind of awkward conversation at first with people or with somebody, you know, and love. Um, to kind of maybe combat some of this thinking or to, again, sprinkle little seeds of knowledge. I mean, it, it all just starts with you. And I know it's a lot easier said than done because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, my family is very big and it's very diverse and there's a lot of different thought processes um, through everyone in, in my family. Um, it Just because you're diver- a, a big and diverse family doesn't mean everybody thinks as broadly as what you would assume that they would. Uh, so, you know, I, ch- I challenge you to maybe 
if it's not a huge conversation, maybe it's a little nugget of a comment so that at least if they don't understand you or at least try to have that conversation with you, they at least know where you stand. And if they respect you, then maybe it'll give them something a little to think about. One thing that I have never been accused of is keeping my mouth shut, um, especially the last four years. And so- And I'm glad you haven't. (laughs) There are people that wish I had. But, no, but, but I will say this. I also want us to give, give ourselves grace because it's been a year now where we're locked up, like literally, and not, not being out. I don't think I've been out of my apartment since Sunday. Um, like I said, I put on jeans for the first time in a real long time. Yeah. I'm just here. to make sure and they I have fit. To say, like half of me doesn't hate it. Half of me doesn't yeah. hate it. Half of me is like, I like all this time where it's just me. You know, yeah. I annoy me a lot less than other people annoy me. <laughs> so, um, but I also have to just say that I think we need to give ourselves grace because not only have we been through now almost 12 months of this pandemic, but we've also been through four years that have just been utter hell for this country. And I think the three of us could sit here and probably find things that we agree on, agree on from the last four years, like, you know, but we could also talk to a lot more people who would vehemently disagree with us. And, and I think how divided we are, what you and I can think are black and white versus what other people could think are black and white as, as far as what's right and what's wrong. And that the fact that they could be polar opposites, I think that's contributing to a lot of what's happening right now. And so if you're tired from talking about it, if you're tired from thinking about it, give yourself a break because I'm not sure I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe this isn't the right thing to say. Sometimes I don't think talking about it does any good. If anything, I think it could cause more problems, but I've had to really, um, I mean, I feel a lot calmer about the outlook of the country than I did a few weeks ago. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot, half the country feels the way that I did before. Ago. Yeah. So I think we have to have grace. We have to have grace for each other, but for ourselves. And I think surviving right now, as in getting up in the morning, putting on clothes that you didn't sleep in and then having an eight, eight to 10 hour work day sometimes that's all you can do and that's okay agreed all the way around I mean have grace have understanding and I think you're very right Sarah in saying that sometimes talking doesn't do anything and I think for your sake and for that other person's sake realize when talking's not going to get you anywhere and sometimes you do just need to walk away and it's okay you know and, and honestly understanding comes with you know, being able to understand that person's life experience, that person's exposure to different things in life, and knowing that everybody's experience and exposure is different. So sometimes you just got to say, you know what, we are all entitled to our opinion (laughs) and leave it at that. Find escapes. Yes, sometimes it feels like the world is on fire. It's not, but it feels like it. And when you feel so hopeless, you have to take a step back because you can't accomplish anyone, anything or help anyone when you're feeling so hopeless. So mm-hmm. step away, go watch The Office, go watch whatever, go spend time with people that love you. Mm-hmm. Go grab some chocolate, whatever it is you need to do 
to step away and change, like get away from the injustices in the world. Like I had to stop reading UN reports. I had to stop reading reports from Amnesty International because it was just, I was having a hard time functioning as a human being knowing this stuff existed. And you can't be any, you can't be an agent of change in the world if you're so handicapped by the information that you're seeing. So make time to just not think about this stuff too. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. That's so true. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of the So She Slay Show. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We love it when you Thanks come and talk to us. Thank um, you for having Until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.